Hello, and you are listening to a TV junkyard podcast. Engage. Idly hope. Hey now. Suit up. Time. My God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Hello, IT. You tried turning it off and on again. And may I suggest the footing of your ass? You want to play me hard? Crazy. No idea. Well, then you better nut up. Crazy. Do people ever hit you? Well, only when I'm talking. One person's annoying is another person's inspiring and heroic. So, you know, who are we to judge? What do you think about that? Uh, I, think, I think my voice is annoying. It is, and it's your best quality. Wait a minute, and what? Away we go. Hello there, and welcome to another TV Junkyard podcast. Uh, previously on the TV Junkyard podcast, um, we reviewed your mom. That's not true. We didn't do that. So Cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're continuing uh, our Spider-Man month um, with with these B-side Spider-Man shows. So we started out with Spider-Man 81. Last episode, we did Spider-Man Unlimited. And this week, we're doing uh, quite the fun little jam. Uh, we I sure I are cheap. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know oh why. Oh, my I, God. I didn't. I didn't mean um, the pause. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you're you're doing okay. great. Oh. I'm doing great. <laughs> okay, hold on. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll I'll do it. Just give me a moment. And this week we're doing uh, Spider-Man: The New Animated Series, which by today's standard isn't really that new because it was made in 2003 and it was on MTV. Oh, and it's really confusing because it was titled just Spider-Man originally. Yeah, and then was... got the moniker the new animated series, and now there's been like three yeah. or four Spider-Man animated series since this one's come out. Um, I didn't introduce you, David. But by the way, that's David. If you didn't already Hi, fucking know, I'm, yeah, I'm David. I'm the other host of this podcast. Last week we got told a lie that was Spider-Man would be unlimited. It ended after one season, and a cliffhanger. It ended on a cliffhanger too. And on a cliffhanger, and maybe if we're lucky this week, our journey will end better. You think it this won't. one's going to be more than 13 episodes and not end on a cliffhanger? Yeah, no, I don't think that's going <laughs> to happen at all, Ryan. But, you know, we could have left it on a cliffhanger. Just yeah. there. It's just there. <laughs> catch just you next there. time. Just like, catch you next time. Spider-Man, uh, new animated series. It was a show in 2003. Well, thank you so much for listening. Next week is Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just Spider-Man. And that concludes our TV Junkyard Podcast. Have a good night. <laughs> Welcome back, David. Um, oh, well, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's fine. It's cool. Just drink your Cosmonaut. So, going back to this show. This show, um, like I said, it, uh, it was made in early 2000s. Uh, it shows. And it was, uh, and it was on MTV. And it kind of took, uh, I think it aired, yeah, it aired like a year after the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. And it aired in 2003. The point is, the last episode aired like a week before Spider-Man 2 dropped in theaters to kind of give you a time perspective. Oh, God, it's like citrus nail polish remover. Oh, yeah, let, let me just, <laughs> I realize there's like, I realize there's no context to what's going on right now. Yeah, Ryan decided to mix uh, nail polish remover and uh, bleach and a little bit of tang. You know, the, the good old coronavirus cure. Um, so, my little, uh, quarantine finding whatever I can to drink with, um, I have, like, this old-ass New Amsterdam vodka that I bought, like, six years ago. Uh, that before I found the it, dark like, times. Before the dark times. Before the empire. Uh, and I, <laughs> I found it in the back of, like, my, um, in the cupboard where I keep all the cooking oils and shit, and I'm like, oh, look, vodka. Okay. Um, I don't have anything to chase it, because it's not, it doesn't taste great. It's, it just doesn't taste good at all. And so, it was on that day that Ryan learned that putting olive oil in his old vodka bottles was a bad choice. It's not, by the way. Um, so, <laughs> don't get the two confused. Fire hazards and all. Um, so, the only thing I have to chase it, though, is tain. So, and I didn't, of course, I didn't mix water and tain together and then mix my vodka. Fuck no, no. I mixed the tain directly into the vodka. So, I call it my Cosmonaut screwdriver. I lost you because you can't keep up with my brain power. <laughs> it's, uh... It's, oh god the it, name is better than the drink i'm assuming uh it's not as bad if you actually do add a little bit of water to it um i will say this much desperation's a thing speaking of desperation this show um is not oh, that that's, bad 
That's very harsh. That's very harsh for maybe the best thing we reviewed so far on this podcast. You know, I like the sound of that. I see I've hired the right person. That's that's true. Let's let's just get into it. Let's not focus on the cosmonaut that I'm currently suckling. That's not that's not. You want to say sickle? Speaking of suckling, Spider-Man 2003, the new animated series at the time. I, so I really dug this when I was a kid. I, I watched it on MTV. I remember being obsessed with it. That and Beyblades. You weren't the even time. the target audience, though. I wasn't. Like, I was like 12. I was a target, kind of. Kind of. I think I was aiming for like teenager, early adult. Uh, before I started this, the only mention of this show I've ever heard was when I was a kid. I believe it was in the Spider-Man 1 VHS as a preview. It That's is. all I've ever known of that show. And... So this is literally like a, what, 12, 13-year-long fulfillment for me? Because I never got a chance to see it. It was never available on anything. Well, congratulations. You got it. Yeah, got I, it be- yeah I, I'm feeling pretty damn solid right now. Cause we we I, got it before it got fucking taken off the free... Crackle. Crackle. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember... But I do remember seeing this on TV. And I didn't know it at the time. Like, re-watching this. Uh, we found out that this show aired... It, episodes aired completely out of fucking order like completely out of fucking order horribly like, out of order fucking like second to last episodes like one of the first episodes one of the first episodes is one of the last episodes i see i've hired the right person oh man and here's the thing when i went into this rewatch i assumed that the streaming platform that i was using would have the episodes in correct order because why wouldn't you no they did it in the airing order so i spent four or five episodes basically thinking what I was watching was in order, and then um, shit started going down. Like, people Peter was interacting with uh, romantically, suddenly they act like they didn't even know him, and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so, And even funnier, even if you watch it in the correct order, which you need to use Wikipedia to figure that shit out, which the I next episode previews are still wrong. And they're yeah. not even wrong. They're not even wrong, like... As far as, like, the epi- the true episode order, it's also wrong for the production order that the shows came out in. Yeah, yeah, like, everything. If you watch the, the episodes based on the original air date, they're fucking wrong. Case in point, episode episode one in the original air date is actually episode eight in the intentional order. That's how fucked up it is, and it's all mixed over. And then, like David said, the the... the the next episode previews you get at the end of an episode is not even the episode that was aired next. Keep up. I'm giving myself a headache slamming on the brakes and going into reverse. <laughs> and the reason that that happened is apparently they were having a lot of like production delays and shit. So they're just like Pro- fucking production delays. Yeah. Yeah. And basically yeah. they they were they were suffering some pretty major crunch. Well, yeah, like it was, this was. It was oh no! Yeah, you definitely got the experience. But it was a very uh, ambitious title at the time. Like. Uh, I think it's the first time uh, they that that studio was using cell shading, a bunch of different stuff. Like, oh, this isn't like a a terrible studio too. It has some prestige behind it. These were basically the pioneers of three D computer generated graphics television. They're the guys that made Beast Wars and Reboot. You know, so they knew what they were doing. To the best of their ability at the time, yeah. To no, the best of their ability at the time, like, yeah. Um, I remember like originally seeing like the, the show graphics as a kid, and I'm like, this is pretty fun. But then again, I was also a guy who did enjoy guy kid well, I, at the time who enjoyed Beast Wars and uh, reboot. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, like we literally grew up with that studio. Yeah. Do you think the basically. graphics? Do you think the graphics aged well? Yes and no. I think yeah. certain. But I, I think that's like that with everything. I think in motion, the graphics actually look really well, especially at night. Spider-Man at night looks really good in that production, particularly. Yeah. And the way it, the moves and the way he fights and the way the battles are choreographed, that's all excellent. Uh, when everything starts slowing down, though, it gets a little janky, especially with Mary Jane's neck. <laughs> uh, or waist, or any woman's waist, for that matter. Oh, yeah. Um, the, purpor- the human proportions are a little bit weird. Um, I will say one cool, uh, uh, add to the cool part anyways, is the Spider-Man costume has like the, the, um, in the show has the same silver webbing, the pattern as in the Raimi films. That's like a way to connect it. And it does shine pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's the Raimi suit, but it looks better than the Raimi suit, to be honest. 
Kinda, yeah, in a weird like, way. Like, that art style actually did it a pretty good justice. It worked with it. But when you start to see, like, daytime stuff or, like, crowded situations, like, you can see clearly see, like, people in the background are just gray models of human beings in the background. Like, literally, they're gray. Uh, and I get, like, how that, that effect is meant to be done. Um, but it's just like, okay, there's just 20 people. You know what it is? It's kind of like when you play, like, an old Spider-Man game or any game in a city setting um, during... They're 2000s, like on a GameCube or some shit. Where you're just oh, hell, like... direct, directly compared to the first Spider-Man Raimi film and how how great some of the effects hold up in certain areas but are really poor in others. Right. It's like literally the exact same comparison almost. But you got like sparse amount of people and just definitely reused things. But, you know, that's the thing. That just happens in animation. Like, just because this was done in the 2000s, you can't really, like, you don't, you can't shit on it any more than you can any other animated standards of a certain time period. Oh, I, well, yeah. I'd say besides maybe, like, Beast Wars is a little rough. But I do want to say that almost every action piece in the show is really good. Yeah, it's which actually. Which elevates the villains. Um, I'd say the studio that did this, like, uh, with Mainframe, is it? I can't remember what they're called. I think it is Mainframe Entertainment. Yep. Uh, Mainframe Entertainment, yeah. Um, they always do a good job with some action scenes. Like, is there, like, a dated element to it? Yes, without fucking saying. But, but it's, it's, it's entertaining. It's fun. Like, you don't... It's got some of the slickest web work I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, without being hokey. Like, there's this moment where, like, it, it really feels... And this is almost over any other property, actually. Like, he uses the webbing like it's an extension upon himself. Yeah. Well, in, and in that... this one, he does have natural webbing. They did take oh. that from the Sam, Sam Raimi movies. No, I get that. But yeah. I mean, like, without even a second thought, you know, he would, like, web up, like, a street lamp so he can get that extra kick in, like, really briefly. They never made it overly obvious when he was using his webbing. Like, Spider-Man 81. Or, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it just, yeah. it, it really felt very fluid and very natural and very, uh, they didn't make the webbing like an event that a lot of the shows make the mistake of doing. Oh, God. Oh. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. I have to say that, uh, I just took the last drink of that and apparently all the sugar from the tain settled on the bottom of the glass. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. Oh, why'd I go for a second sip? High society. <laughs> Sorry. Um, We're living in desperate times right now. Where were you? No, I was just saying, like, it, it's definitely better than some of the other early CGI. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Like, you can go back and watch Peace Wars and be like, yeah, that's pretty terrible. Yeah. Considering. Yeah, it's... But let's move on. So, we... Let's let's talk about the characters. <laughs> I think. Um, let's so, yeah, with... yeah, 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 yeah. This one's a, a bit more unique compared to literally every other at least animated Spider-Man because it doesn't take place in high school. Or in the case of 90, 94, Spider-Man takes place in, like, normal life, right? Or is he's, he's out like of college. high school, right? It's college. This one okay. takes, this one is, oh my god, this one is so fucking college. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, and when I say that, I mean, like, because it's an MTV um, series, it's very MTV sensibilities. Who do they think they are? Johnny Knoxville? It, it has, it's, it's that early 2000s Buffy like a cw and, it's like a cw teen drama kind of but it's, it's not n- it's not nearly as poorly written though no no it's not it is and it isn't it's not it, it, it's, it's, it's it's noticeable but it's not it's like, digestible it's it's yeah that's yeah. exactly the word i would use yeah like you can definitely like ah, it's there but it's not like the main fo- it's not the main focus of the show it's there for like the character drama but it's not like the main thing like the main thing is still spider-man versus these villains so it works and, um, and usually it helps also bridge that, like, how do I... The, the, the eternal Spider-Man story, how do I conflict with having to pay the bills, see MJ for her movie date at 7 p.m. while fighting crime, while hurting my friend Harry, you know, like, it does build <laughs> into all that, you know what He's, I mean? Like He just periodically that, shows up by Harry and gives him, like, that, like, like skin burn, like, you know, when you twisted your hands <laughs> on somebody's, like, wrist, and it's just like... I, I cannot miss, he's just writing his little like palm pilot in his blackberry because it's the 2000s he's just like i can't miss that meeting again not again i have to hurt harry <laughs> no man he was wrecking he was definitely repping a nokia phone though uh yeah oh oh, dude. oh we're getting we're getting into more of that later but let's talk about characters spider-man is voiced by fucking deal patrick harris and it's it's a, a fantastic voice maybe i need an image makeover i'm spider-man he he does so. He, it, I think it's, he does it's so. really really good. Um, um, he his quips don't suck. 
which they're is very, amazing. Like they're very good. They're um, very Neil Patrick Harris Spider-Man quips. Like they, it's like yeah, it works. Not very fair. A human spider against an unarmed man. Yeah, but each of your arms is the size of Brooklyn. I also think he works as a Peter as well. I mean, it's I don't know. Well, I was did like you it. did you notice that he intentionally changes his voice? when he goes between Peter and Spider-Man. Yeah, like and... Spider-Man, he kind of deepens his voice a little bit and makes it sound a little more like American staccato, you know. I did notice that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, but but seriously, really good voice work. Actually, all the voice work is pretty well done. Oh my throughout god, the... so good. It's, it's, much, it's much better than anything that preceded it. I can't speak for anything that comes after it. I've never watched any of the modern Spider-Man cartoons. I hear a couple of them are really good, but as far as I know... To my experience, this is the best voice acting in any Spider-Man cartoon. Okay, that being said, I will say this. The dialogue isn't always the greatest. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the writing the writing can be touch and go, but the, the, deliver, the, the, the voice actors always deliver it. Relating to you. That's the goal. You want a goal? Take up soccer. I don't want to relate. I want a boyfriend. And scene. Next. As well as I can. They got quite... Quite the cast of voice actors for the villains and, and such as well. A bunch, a bunch of musicians. Yeah, like surprised. Mary Jane's voiced by a, a very famous musician that I don't remember, but she was a huge hit in the nineties. Give me, give me a second, I'll, I'll find her. Uh, Lisa Loeb. Mm -hmm. uh, I looked up the song that she's famous for, uh, and I'm like, oh, I, it's called "Stay." It's not good. The song's not good. I mean, um, and uh, let's talk about Mary Jane because she's pretty quick to talk about. Yeah, she's pretty quick to talk about. Uh, writers didn't know what to do with her, and it shows. <laughs> My character is just so two-dimensional. Yeah, dude. She... Um, the 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 romance plot between MJ and Peter, not <laughs> it didn't make sense out of order. Which is okay. I should probably explain. I watched it out of order because I wasn't aware that. I was watching it out of order at first. I eventually <laughs> switched, but I still watched about half the episodes out of order. But apparently, even in order, the the romantic subplot doesn't make any sense, and it's all over the place. Yeah, like um... apparently they're apparently they're on kissing terms in episode one, and then halfway through the series, they're like, "Oh, I don't know if we can do this," and then Indy. Okay, so I can tell you. So David watched this a little bit. He got a head start on it, and he warned me of the the episodes issue. So I got to watch it in order, and it's this fucking thing. Like they kiss in one episode at the end of an episode, just to make it a happy note, I guess. But then it doesn't really get addressed the next episode. Every fucking episode, Mary Jane is all is just trying to get Peter. Like she is just thirsty for Peter. <laughs> Stand still. Is this legal? <laughs> Depends on how far they go. <laughs> yeah, uh, can I have the number for the local FBI office? And Peter is, I don't want to say equally thirsty, because she's literally at, par at, at parts, like, throwing herself at him. I want a boyfriend. And he's just like, oh, I don't really know how to do this. And here's the thing. That is the most realistic experience I personally have ever experienced, because I'm one of those guys that, like, I don't know when a person likes me. Like, Completely be... oblivious to the signal. Yes, yes so... I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, ah, fuck, this is actually realistic. <laughs> like, I've been in this situation. Um, and then, um... I mean, that's not to say everything's bad. There's there's a couple cute moments here and there. Like, there was the one episode where Mary Jane was like, all right, we're going to go into the library. You're going to tell me my deepest... I'm going to tell you something personal about me, and you have to tell me something personal about you. And it really, like, highlighted the whole, like... MJ and Peter relationship because Peter couldn't even come up with anything, but MJ was just like, here it is. Oh god, yeah, and she like laid down like the most like intimate, like dark thing. And it wasn't really and cheesy, it was just like it was, it was actually it was, like it was well done. Like it was well done, and he's just like, uh, I'm allergic to I'm allergic to fish. fish. <laughs> yep, I'm allergic to fish. <laughs> it's like, oh god, you're a fucking dude. Any so that's Mary Jane. She's not awful, but there she's not perfect. And, and, and... um and I think another really cool part about that episode too is she doesn't stay mad after Peter explains himself. No, no, she. Like she, she definitely... it doesn't. They don't carry on the drama longer than it's needed. She actually comes why... off as a very like sympathetic, uh, character. Like she cares about their friendship and the relationship mm -hmm. they do have with one another. She's not bitter or vain or like. There's moments of jealousy in certain parts, but she's quick to 
actually mention them and point them out and say, I Absolutely. don't want that to get in the way of the relationship. She's actually not a terrible character when you notice those bits. She just gets stuck in the worst moments, though. She like does. She just gets stuck with the most <laughs> inconsistencies. Is it me? Do I have some kind of weird pheromone that shouts out to Peter Parker? Run away! Run away! Speaking of you killed my dad, let's talk about Harry. Oh my god. Harry. He... <laughs> Harry... Harry only has. Harry's the one man of one man, uh, the one man two thousands rodeo. Uh, Ian Zirin plays uh, Harry Osborne, actually. Yeah, he's he's so many fucking things at once. He he's definitely the 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 classic two thousand, or just not even two thousands. He's the classic college dude who's just like trying to hook up with whoever he can hook up with. I've already got it all figured out. Actress parties, supermodel parties actress and supermodel parties uh as well as like i have a terrible relationship with my dad uh drama uh dad dad and here's the thing like i saw this when i was 12 and i didn't see it again till now being 30 so like there's an 18 no wait yeah 18 year fucking gap i had to do the math oh my god that made me sad so there's 18 years where i haven't seen this show and i still remember remember two key things um about harry and that's he always has a martini in his hand uh, yep. and he always talks about how spider-man killed his dad but he doesn't do it with like the, the greatest segues spider-man's a crook no news there harry i get that you think spider-man killed your father on account of he did <laughs> and, and... well it's it's almost just as bad as uh um spider-man 2 because that, that was another thing that i feel like just both of those versions of harry gets trapped in is like Oh, I see you're cooking turkey. It reminds me of the time that Spider-Man killed my dad. <laughs> that's pretty, that's the segues. Like anytime like the word Spider-Man comes up, he's just like, oh yeah, you know, he's a great guy for a murderer. Like I'm pretty sure that's a legit line. <laughs> like he and just, like, and like, sips from that, Martini. <laughs> that is the start and end of how it connects to Raimi's movies, yeah. by the way, because <laughs> frankly, none of the characters are really written. Like, their movie counterparts, they're all a... Com I'm, well, not completely different, but they're all definitely a distinct and different Peter, distinct and different MJ. They don't even look like and, um, them. No, like not like even close. Either. And a mostly same, different Harry. The only it, thing that's really... Like, there's there's only really one episode that even tries to tie in with... The, with one, yeah, one that ties in somewhat directly. And then everything else is just kind of not... No. They have a newcomer, uh, original character, uh, called Indy. Indira Daimanji. Everyone just calls me Indy. Um, who is kind of like a Gwen Stacy clone. Uh, pun not intended. Um, mm -hmm. for those who are bitter about the clone saga. Um, this, she, she's, I, I liked her. What do you think about her? I liked her. Uh, she's actually, as far as original, insert my character here, characters, she's, she's fine. She's, she sells it as someone who would Peter would be interested in, and, yeah. and likewise, someone who would be interested in Peter. It works. It like they definitely wrote a character like if someone could be better for Peter than MJ, this is that character. Yeah, but not in a bad way. Like then, and you'd think there would be this whole caddy thing with MJ and Indy, and it actually never happens. They they kind of realize the situation they're both in, and they accept it, and they. This series, there's a love triangle, which I will admit, that's but one it, of the downsides of the show. It really, is it a love triangle, though? The, yeah, it's very much a love triangle, and they do kind of hint at the drama being there, like, because he clearly has feelings for MJ and feels uncomfortable, but he really legitimately cares about Indy and has, a like, a, like a good relationship with her. Actually, they have, him and MJ have a good relationship, too. And that's, that's another thing that kind of, like, so the downside is, like, because this is an early 2000s MTV show... Uh, they have to have like that. Let's throw in a love triangle with young adults thing, but yeah, the they thing actually is, handle it, it very maturely. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's a love triangle, it wasn't one that was like distracting because honestly, there was only one episode where they really touched on it, and after that, MJ and Indy just kind of came to an understanding of the situation they were in. Yeah, they really treated each other like sincerely well. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like there's no real drama. In, what is in this that. adult bullshit? What's with like what's with this real life shit? Yeah, like uh, so kudos to Spider the Spider Man doing that. Um, here's one thing though: the show doesn't have Aunt May. There is no fucking Aunt May in this show. 
She shows up in a picture. She shows up in a picture. So the reason why they didn't want Aunt May in this show is because MTV executives feared uh, that old people would deter from their target youth uh, audience. What the fuck? <laughs> like, they're like, no, no, youth, they, they, youth people, they don't want the old people. If you show an old person, they won't watch this show. To, 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 to young adults from 18 to 24, old people don't exist. We can't ruin that surprise for them. Like, it's just the weirdest thing. It is weird, but I don't necessarily think the show doesn't benefit from it, though, because it does, it feels more realistically like Peter is on campus attending college I, I like I, I won't lie i didn't actually miss aunt may this whole time until i was like looking stuff up and i re- and it says like yeah aunt may is not in the show for this reason and i'm like oh my god you're right aunt may is not in the show how do i especially miss after fucking may 81 murder may you know oh. we don't i'm good i'm good you know the last the last spider-man we reviewed didn't have aunt may in it either so uh this spider-man aunt may month in the month of may is working out very well with two Two of the four. No spoilers, but three out of the four shows don't have Aunt May. Spoilers nope. for the for our next one that we're gonna review. But yeah, so far there's only there's only one show that actually has an Aunt May. So. And she's terrible. And she's completely awful. She's awful. She's very much a, a Harry. Anyways, let's move on. Let's go to the fucking villains. Let's go to the meat and the potatoes because we're already like deep into this fucking review. Oh yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about the voice cast of those villains too, because it's like. Not everybody, but some people get some actual, like, stars of the time, and then star- people who would become stars later. Um, first and foremost, they have um, Kingpin shows up, and he's actually voiced by uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Um, yeah, it's literally the Daredevil Kingpin from it is. It's... Affleck's Daredevil, which is a really interesting thing to throw in. Yeah. Uh, I like how in the notes David has Michael Clark Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> uh, and I think that's very accurate because I will say about the, the one episode that Kingpin is in, it's just, a, fast food it's, just, it's just a series of fat jokes constantly. Nice of you to drop by. Not a problem. Will I be fighting any of your henchmen or did you already eat them? Yeah, it's like, it's constant. Like he over whipped creams his giant cup of, of coffee um he he's eating fast food constantly there's always like moments of like yeah i'm not sharing my food there's just like constant fat jokes continuously not just from spider-man making fun of kingpin but just in general like there's a scene where he has to chase down kingpin and find his limo and he finds it because he has like planet burger which is like a fast food joint in the show i guess um emblem on his fucking car antenna like it's just one of those (laughs) like oh there there's the there's the limousine with the fat guy in it (laughs) <laughs> it's like <laughs> i just wanted to say that, ah, bit. that that's it that's all we have to say about him he was in daredevil now he's in this yeah it was a good um, episode wasn't great they got the lizard in it they do played by rob zombie parker what the hell are you doing rob it's, fucking zombie is the fucking it's, lizard <laughs> it's incredible this yeah. oh man so the lizard always sucks uh, <laughs> like in in most everything he's put in yeah. they do him dirty and me, you're a big I, lizard fan He's one of my favorite villains. Yeah. Um, and granted, he, even some of his comic runs have been shit. But, I mean, I got spoiled. I got the 90s Spider-Man cartoon where they did him pretty well. Um, and now Spider-Man the Animated Series where they did him just mwah, perfectly, nearly. My God. This is better than I expected. He's very uh, Iguana-esque. Like, oh, he has, God. like, that spiky neck fold thing. Unfortunately, he... my first thought was Zilla. Yeah, it's, but it's in a good way. It's not, it's not yeah, the worst it's, way. It's... I'll be the first to admit, it's not my favorite design of the lizard, but it works with the aesthetic of the show. And and the tone of the show, uh, the thing they were going with. Because uh, that was the only episode that even tried to dip into like a horror aspect. As for that punk, he should be strung up till his eyeballs are pecked out by genus Strigoformis. Owls. I don't think they actually like eyeballs. Yeah, it's one of the be- one of the better uh, lizard interpretations. Yeah, it's lizard. better than it's better than the full budget movie they made a couple years later. Uh, yeah, they oh. kill him off, and I thought that w- that was really interesting because you know, so many of the Marvel programs before this one, they were always gun shy about killing off characters, right? Unless it was like a hero for a big dramatic moment, but like lizard straight up dies. He, yeah. like, you literally watch him die on screen. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And oh, then, okay. Lying down on the cement and then that single tear pours from his eye. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Here we uh, go again. Okay, I'm not going to lie. That, t- that tear was, like, the weirdest thing digitally. It, it just, like, it just teared. 
like just popped out of nowhere and then his eye but yeah that tear thing was just so fucking weird but hey he was rob zombie rob zombie was the fucking lizard man and he did great he did excellent okay max dylan as electro shows up as well cute trick where were you when we had an energy crisis um he he is uh reinterpreted as like a college they say friend in wikipedia but i'd say kind of like you know acquaintance, acquaintance um to peter parker uh he he shows up in one episode prior if you watched it out of order like oh yeah if you watch it things. in the production order he dies and comes back to life but well, in the wrong time <laughs> what happened if you watch it in the wrong order you see him turn into electro then randomly have an episode where he's not electro it never happened and then later on returns as electro but um i watched it in order when you watch it in order yeah that was that was one of those moments where i'm like wait a minute yeah it's one of those like what the fuck's going on um so i do remember like the electro episode being the first fucking episode when it aired but he he's you know he's just kind of like this dorky college kid uh who's having a hard time getting into a fraternity he's getting hazed which ultimately leads to him being turned into electro because of a thunderstorm striking a neon energy drink sign it had to be an energy yeah. drink how 2000s um and as a result like he turns into electro and then he goes on a fucking goes murder, murder spree. spree uh it, it, it's kind of a sad episode yeah it was uh and again it was just one of those like you could definitely tell this was going to be a different show i mean from my experience watching it as a first episode because max dylan nearly dies at the beginning because his car fills with concrete. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and, basi- and basically, the 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 the, the pledgers were like, "Oh, you survived? Shoot!" Yeah. How about this attempted murder on the fucking fucking uh, fraternity? <laughs> it's yeah. like, Once again, early two thousands. Uh, and like and they, they they and they show that death on screen when he just murders the the leader. It's not graphic or anything, but the he fact that they still him. like he electrocutes him to death. Yeah. You turned me into this. Max Dillon being this character who is um, socially isolated and as a result of that trauma result um, being kind of like now that he has power he doesn't know how to it's kind of a it's kind of a cliche it is a cliche because um, later on he do, he's one of the few recurring villains um, in the show and he shows up later on like trying to convert a girl that he liked like he shows up again and tries to convert her and change her into like him so he's not alone and it's very creepy and once again sad at the same time stay away from sally yeah nice try that's what i'm here to tell you max dylan in the show does not get a fucking break uh he's 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 it's very yeah spider-man kills him yeah regretfully Spider-Man. though like, yeah spider-man straight times. up murders him but straight, Twice. but both times, like Peter, feels that weight, you know. Oh, of course. I'm yeah. not saying he did it with like joy or glee, but like, <laughs> can you <it's>, imagine? <laughs> it's it's very similar to, like the the old Batman, or like reluctant to do it, but to save people, yeah. Or modern day MCU, where the villain villains straight up die at the end, like they're they're not coming back, or well, they probably might. I mean, Electro died twice, but still, you know what I mean, like yeah. They weren't they weren't pulling any punches and just a bunch of different things like that that made me know immediately like okay this show's gonna be different. Yeah, this show's take a darker tone with with its approach to a lot of things, and that that's one of the plus sides of the show. It's very much more for an adult audience. It's not for kids. People do die, um, and shit like that. Uh, next up, uh, next villain uh, that shows up in slightly modernized Silver Sable. Silver Sable, yeah, pretty forgettable. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. Like, she's in one episode. Well, she's technically she, in two. But. She's technically in two, but like, I mean, besides the fact that she literally kidnaps Peter's friends, I don't really remember her. She literally plays like Silver Sable. It's 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 very similar to the any portrayal of her, besides the fact that she's a little more. Um, and I mean, the the same could be said to our next person too, Craven. Um. Yes, but but. So uh, sadly, Craven only exists like in the like the last episode, and he's and not really. He doesn't main... do much. He's not the main focus. He was going to be a main focus villain in the second season. Uh, season that never two. Came. But Spoiler. I will say this: he is voiced by Michael Dorn. My old friend, the Amazing Spider-Man. What a nice surprise! 
Michael fucking Dorn. If you don't know who that is, that's Worf from the Star Trek uh, Next Generation series. Uh, Michael uh, Michael Dorn as Craven is one of my fucking favorite things about this fucking show. Because <laughs> it's, it's it's a damn good voice work. It's damn fucking good voice. A given. It's just Worf as Craven. Because uh, he's Michael Dorn's using the same Worf voice voice. But uh, God, it's fucking great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, and I mean Craven's good with what they give him, which is basically he's a plot device. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. And it is. It's not like he's a bad character. Uh, it's just he's being. I think I've he just... is the object of somebody else's desire, babe. Pretty much. Uh, mine is the object of my desire. <laughs> it's yeah. like I was ha- like, yeah, David's right. It's a character who doesn't like he's not given what he needs to be given. But in a few moments, it's just one of those situations where like, why is Michael Dorn not fucking voicing Craven more often? Um, hashtag petition uh, Michael Dorn as Craven. Just, just like, why are we ever picking anybody else to be Spider-Man besides Neil Patrick Harris? Right. Like, like we've mentioned, like, there are certain voice actors that really kind of show up. And, like, we're not going to list all of them. But there's, like, you're, you're, I'm, you're fucking surprised by who is uh, voicing some of these characters. Or not so much, given the time and the fact it was MTV. Let's talk about, like, the new original characters made for this show. There's, there's... Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them, too. Like, there's more new original made for this program villains than there are returning yeah uh like the first like the first the actual first episode of the show has a character called turbojet which is a i believe a combination of rocket racer or blue streak or whatever he's kind of like a robin hood type situation um you know trying he steals from people to fund like to to help his community but not really he's actually just a complete douche uh as you find out he's just using that projection of himself as this hero to advance his own greed but he, he he's interested he just he's like this human rocket that just goes forth but also like gravitates things towards him i don't know yeah he's all right next one shikata shikata what do you think about shikata, shikata cut his head off shikata uh yeah she cut his head off she cut his head off oh ah. yeah. uh she I was uh she killed... she's a ninja she is she had special moon powers she not, killed a guy by decapitating him. She, she is a Japanese character, not played by a Japanese voice actress. Nope. Um, so there is that. She's, played she's, by, uh, she's all right. Some of the best fight scenes in the entire show, but her yeah. as a character is really just kind of like, I want to fight and kill you for honor. I yeah, very have much secrets so. that you wouldn't believe. Very she's much old. The, the ninja stereotype. <laughs> yeah. She's old. So the, the sword gives her powers. She's old. Yeah, yeah they don't really explain it but yeah her sword regenerates her and gives her powers and you realize she's a lot older and she's very much a highlander um in green uh there there's talon yeah talon's cool yeah talon is uh if black cat was written in the 2000s she's like this adventure junkie who uh yeah she's a spelunker and shit yeah oh my god i need to talk about that Oh, so, okay, go for it. So the thing that she steals when they introduce her in, like, the beginning of the episode, like, she sneaks through all these lasers, very black cat, um, cat burglar type. Uh, she picks up these jewels and just throws them on the ground because her main target is a fucking MTV award. Best dress? Please. The girls got hips like snack trays. Mm, catch me if you can. like she's like this is what i really want um and it's like it's a fucking it's that fucking cheap gold popcorn bucket thing that mtv gives out to fucking the mtv fucking choice awards or some shit like that i think that's what it is i don't know i don't care about that shit but i did get a kick out of that i'm like of course an mtv fucking show makes their black hat a talon um steal that thing of all fucking things um she's voiced by eve uh, if you guys don't know, she's from the 2000s, and that's about it. She's a musician. I Okay, there's one thing I did notice about Talon, though. So, um, <laughs> that adds to this being a 2000s show. Uh, so, black she's a black hat clone, as we mentioned, but she also has a lower back tattoo. She's very sassy, uh, So and she's voiced by Eve. So, that's what I had in my notes. <laughs> that's, that's it. And she likes hairy boys, according to David's notes. Well, yeah, because... Uh... For once in Harry's life, he fell in love. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't meant to last. It was never meant to last. Stupid Spider-Man killed my love life. 
and oh. my dad. On account of he did. My sex life's great. Oh, Spider-Man killed my dad. Sips from Martini. <laughs> Spider-Man, um, I want to eat some Funyuns and talk about my feelings. And my dad. I can't. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man right now. Go away. Go away, I'm Spider-Man. Go, go away, I gotta go be Spider-Man. And I can't tell you because you'll be really mad because I kind of killed your dad. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> fucking from New Jersey or <laughs> Yeah, I'm the Spider-Man. Forget about it. Um, wow. We're from we're from the Midwest, so if there's potentially a person from the uh, East Coast who is offended by that, um, I Don't doubt be. it. Get over it. I doubt it. I doubt you exist, because there's Get no one more it. than three people listening to this show right now. And two of them are also on the podcast right now. Heyo! Heyo! So. One of them. I, I think one of them listens to this. I doubt the other one does. Um, and I'm not going to list names, because I have to deal with those guys later. Um, so... Uh, let's keep moving on. Uh, how about, uh, Teradax? Oh, P Paradax? Uh, Die Teradax. Hard Jetpacks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. David pronounces the P in the Pterodactyl. Um, yeah, I do. So, they're, they're, they're Die Hard, but with Jetpacks. Allow me to introduce ourselves. We are Teradax, a name given us affectionately, with a nod to our winged dinosaur friends. We fly, we've got tough hides. And we will snap your heads off. They're KG, they're ex-KGB, yeah. <laughs> with a soul patch. <laughs> Hans, Hans Gruber with a jetpack. Do you know who fucking voices... Do you know who voices the lead uh, ter Teradax guy? No, I don't. Uh, James um, Marsters. Marsters? I'm pronouncing his name wrong. He's plays, Wait, he plays Spike in Buffy, um, but he also plays Brainiac in Smallville, or he's best known as playing Piccolo in the live DBZ movie. I think, wait, so did he play Angel? No, he played Spike. What the hell is Spike? Oh my, I guess I sh I've never seen Angel. Moving on. Moving on. Great that's, times. That's fair. Great there's, times. There's nothing Great else to say. They just fucking, they fly around in a, in, in, and steal shit. That's about it. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty great episode though, actually. Yeah, Probably that's like actually the episode favorite. where uh, he meets Endy. That's the most interesting part about that. Um, they, of course, you know, they have to have the classic uh, crazy fangirl who's willing to kill to be with Spider-Man, uh, Christina, uh, voiced by fucking uh, Tara... Not Reed. Don't say fucking Reed. What's wrong with you? Tara Strong. Voiced by Tara Strong. Oh, God. Sorry, I was in the 2000s. My Nokia no, phone right. went off. Uh, and in our next episode, we next have episode. Dr. Zelder. The side test. Well, no, That's no, I want to talk about Christina real quick. Oh, but we don't have to. Uh, he really... doesn't want to. I, I do very briefly. I love Tara Strong. Tara Strong is the best part of Christina. Uh, not that Christina's good. <laughs> she's, no, she's not. She's very just... crazy. Christina's pretty much a person where, like, a very poor experiment that she made, literally with a toaster and a colander, uh, literally blows up in her face, uh, electrocutes her, and then she starts having these schizophrenic delusion uh like talking to pictures of spider-man and and picture spider-man is telling her like jump off a building kill mj except kill kill mj so she can be with spider-man and she's like okay i'll do it so clearly not the brightest <laughs> um uh with all things considered but there is that brief moment where peter like is looking at her butt uncomfortably but then he looks back again at Christina. So she did have a chance at Spider-Man, but she didn't know it. Um, sorry, I had to put that quick in there. There's no sympathy given to Christina. There's so much sympathy given to 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 um, uh, Electro, but not Christina, sadly. Um, so sorry, Goth Girl, you did not get the love. But because um, well, she doesn't deserve any sympathy, and uh, moving on. Moving on. It's it's the it's the. Hands down, most skippable episode. It's it's not good. Oh, you didn't it's, like this one? Oh, it's it's far and away my least favorite episode. To me, it was just a waste of time. We're moving on from Christina. Uh, sorry, Tara Strong. You, this is not one of the greatest roles you're known in. Known in, but you know. Don't worry, you have stay thousands strong. of other. Yeah. Thousands. Thousands. Um. So, Doctor uh, Zellner is the next original, who is fucking voiced by none other than dramatic pause waiting to find the name because i forgot the name uh jeffrey combs from uh reanimator of course he's playing a fucking mad scientist it's one of those like it's jeffrey fucking combs uh and i loved it in the, in the episode flash memory 
another skippable episode though i like this one <laughs> i like uh, this one this is one where you get like dumb people get smart but they're gonna die as a result and it's i don't know i found it very it's got flash so it has flash that's it. a thing it does i don't um, know it was just one of the episodes that didn't hold my attention it, it had i lost you because you can't keep up with my brain power it actually held mine i don't know i think it's because of the jeffrey combs thing i'm not gonna lie um and then uh at last on our list is uh the game twins which yeah they're, they're the finale they're the they're the final boss yeah final bosses and peter loses he does I, in such it's it's actually peter loses fucking big time so um let's talk about this episode. yeah let's talk about the ending um yeah this is the last two episodes of the series it's a two-parter and it's emotionally heavy <laughs> this two-parter literally cements this show as being so damn good um and, and in kind of in an unintentional way, too, because obviously this was aiming to be put into a season two and continued. But because yeah. we never got that continuation, the way this ends, it completely changes the context because it, it, it never gets resolved. So you have to assume that how this show ends is how it ends with it, this uh, episode. They, which they makes it ballsy in this fucking episode. Which in a way makes it better for me because it makes it that much darker um so should we yeah should we, so like we said spoilers have uh, been warned the so first, these are the episodes that craven are in sorry go on they are they are um uh, so in this episode the the twins the game twins are telepathic and telekinetic i think but mainly telepathic they're telepathic mainly um so they they fucking mind fuck you like in the most horrendous ways like they really fuck with people and it's funny because they're voiced by kathy griffin of all fucking people and uh jeremy piven entourage so it's like oh okay you got two fucking comedians playing literally the darkest fucking characters in this fucking show so kudos to you two um for showing that range i guess i am more powerful than my brother really try using your brain to block this in some ways um but in the part one they have they kill fucking mj like mj is dead and um, peter deals with that emotionally after revealing who he is after kind of finding a like a conclusion to this love triangle only to find out that it's all a fucking mental programming done by oh yeah the and twins. that was that was after just minutes before she was killed he reveals himself to be spider-man yeah like seconds she, she he's killed uh craven craven kills her stabs her with the poison dart like right in the neck or some shit yeah and then and then, and then our good and it's the one time where our good old boy harry gets to go it gets to do it legitimately where he goes like see now you know why i hate spider-man i'm like can't even laugh this time because it's actually appropriate yep it's a legit moment to bring that up <laughs> it's like <laughs> with your busted ass fucking arm and shit um so like yeah she's not dead it's a it's it's a programming because they want him to kill craven because murder craven's, craven craven's connected to like the death of their parents and the result of them having the power so they're like yeah we're gonna program spider-man to kill craven it doesn't work in part two it nearly does it nearly fucking it, does peter, peter nearly chokes him to death he really does until it clicks in his head like oh wait what'd you say we haven't seen each other in months oh wait <laughs> so yeah. you didn't kill mj um but but in part two they do one fucking step better uh by better i mean fucking worse and like holy fuck that's dark and that's they maybe killed off indy young indentured servant meets tragic death doing what she loves best pretending to report you're gonna do it i have a good feeling hey wait a minute are you like a precog or something <laughs> sometimes with spider-man's own hand he threw her off the fucking building but you don't know yeah. he did it until like after because he thinks because he's... because he was manipulated by the psychic yeah roxanne Gaines, the sister um she he thinks he's fighting her and he's like trying to stop her from like doing her her, her thing her powers against him and he's like has her, his hands around her neck on the edge of a fucking building and then as a result like he doesn't push her but because of like her fucking with his head like he he lets go of her and on an edge and she falls to her death come to fucking reveal that no it wasn't fucking roxanne he fucking dropped indy like two fucking stories onto just hard pavement onto the fucking ground and you're like holy shit they just killed indy or at least just just comatose her brain dead her uh, everything 
Like, it was definitely a weaker reviver if we wanted next season, but like... Hey, don't get it in your head that you're gonna save my life once every day, because it'll tire you out. I plan on living forever. Assume she's dead. I'm gonna need at least, like, three more, uh, cosmonauts. Yeah, like... Cosmonaut screwdrivers to get through that. And it, it's a double implication thing, too, because that means... Even if you didn't tie in the fact that he killed Indy instead by mistake, Everybody. he was totally... He was totally about to push her off of a, of a building and kill that the Kane's sister. I think he was going to choke her out. I don't think he was going to push her. But everyone saw him fucking do it. Yeah, like everyone, he was... including MJ. And, yep. like... So the episode fucking ends with him, like, literally giving up Spider-Man as a... Like, he, he puts it in a suitcase... Join the suit ...and throws it right into the river. Yeah, just tosses it right in. And, and that's how the series of, ends. And, <laughs> and we're not even kidding what we mean. Ends. Like, as soon as he throws the suit into the water, he turns around takes one last look. Credits. Yeah, and that was so, the end. And so there's no continuation. So we assume that after the end of these 12 episodes, Spider-Man quits and that's the end that's the entirety of his story what so kind of fucking message does that say like vigilantism is doesn't pay kids well i mean i guess that's true but uh well on the bright side mj totally has a chance now run away run away <laughs> but yeah. to be that being said spider-man did totally kill harry's dad he did Oh shit, before the grades, we should touch up on the music. Music's fucking excellent. The music is surprisingly good. Like, it's very much a 2000s techno dance vibe, but it's like, the intro is so, so fucking good. good. Oh, and it fits the show really well. You think it like, does. oh, Spider-Man techno, it doesn't work. The thing is, it totally fucking does. Just. It's just watch it. You'll understand. You'll understand the in progress. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like, well, late 90s, early 1000s techno. It's that same, like, Matrix, clubs to death, you know, vibe. It is. Um, I really dug the fucking soundtrack of this whole fucking series. So like, that, back when it, I was 12, it, and now to this day. Like, it's, it's impossible one of those, to find, too. It's a 2000s guilty pleasure. I won't lie. They, I won't they don't. It. They don't have the soundtrack anywhere publicly available besides people that ripped it off of YouTube. Yeah, this show which is, is a shame. Anyways, what do we want to grade this? Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna need some time to analyze these results. First of all, do you think it deserves a second season? I I would actually I if it made if they ever made a second season, I would watch it. I know there's there are people who did actually legitimately like this show. There is quite a fan base for this show. Well even even the studio recently, like recently, recently came out and said like, Hey, if someone gives us the go ahead, we're fucking ready to do it. Yeah. Like And that's the thing, MTV just didn't like the studio was ready. They were gonna have they were gonna bring uh Mysterio, the Vulture and and uh Craven. They were gonna bring Craven back. Uh they were ready to go, but MTV just like, yeah, we're not buying more episodes because that's what MTV does. They did, they're fucking shallow bricks. Anyways, so this show didn't get a second season. Um, not too surprising, I suppose. Um, this show get, that, did not get the love that it needed. That being said, if you want to get it for yourself, it is very cheap. You can buy the special edition DVD for under ten bucks. Uh, I guess this kind of ties into my rating. Completely worth it. Go buy it if you're a fan of Spider-Man. You almost kind of owe it to yourself to see this one. Like, it is better than The Amazing Spider-Man. It's better than The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's better than the 90s Spider-Man, arguably. Um, it's better than Ultimate... Or, sorry, Spider-Man Unlimited. It's better than the 60s Spider-Man. It's better than a lot of the Spider-Man. And it's completely different. It uh, doesn't hold your hand. It definitely tries to take itself seriously. Sometimes it missteps. But for the most part, it does a really excellent job. Uh... Neil Patrick Harris, in my mind, is the definitive voice for Spider-Man now. I can, besides maybe PS4 Spider-Man, I can't think of a better voice for him. That was just, bravo, well done. I, I, B, B, B plus, to, to four web shooters out of five. <laughs> uh, fourth whips out of five. Um, fourth whips. Fourth whips. Um, that's not, I don't know what that fucking voice was. Wow, you really, you really enjoyed this. Um, I, I am considering picking up a copy. Wow, holy shit. So by the way... I, I really, really like this series. So when we watch this, we watch this on Crackle. And of course, on Crackle, it's out of order. But um, they might not have it up 
After it's gone. Time. It's gone in like two days. Yeah. You want to hear something really fucking funny, Ryan? What? I know for a fact there's a copy of the DVD at my family dollar just on the road because I saw it. I'm like, huh. So you're gonna go. You're gonna go to that family dollar and fucking snatch out that Spider Man. I, I definitely might. Social distancing, y'all though. You know, wear a mask before you buy a copy. That's all I'm saying. Wear that Spider-Man mask and buy yourself a... Wear a whole fucking Spider-Man suit and stay six feet away from me, you pricks. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't fit. And I'm not talking about baggy Spider-Man. I'm talking about overtight Spider-Man costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show them your spider junk. Yeah, show them the little spider bits. The it's a bitsy, you know what I'm saying? Okay, it's a bitsy spider junk. I'm sorry, what were, what were your thoughts, Ryan? Well, um, like I said, I really enjoyed this show when I was a, when I was a kid. I actually didn't get to finish the series, though. Like, um, this was... This was before DVR and shit like that. So, like, when I had to watch the episodes, I had to wait till 8 o'clock at night. I think it was on a Friday or a Saturday. I don't remember. And I didn't always get to fucking catch it because my parents wanted to watch what they wanted to watch. Um, so, I actually finally got to finish the series. So, that was pretty cool. Uh, it's, Absolutely. It's, know, um, I'm glad I got to watch it again. It felt no, good. Yeah. It's a fun show. Um, strengths, it's mature. The dark tones... Um, they actually have some interest in modern, I put quotations on modern because it's early 2000 takes of classic villains. Um, the Neil Patrick Harrison Spider-Man is fucking amazing. And Indy as an original character is really likable and kind of fun. It makes sense. You know, um, the weaknesses, it's very much a young adult drama because of the MTV shallowness and influence that happens. So you kind of have the cliches like the love triangles um and i will say there's pretty much no character development because each episode like if something it's of, very self-contained well yeah if something happened in an episode next episode never addressed and that this happens throughout the whole kind of show so they don't really allow for character development to kind of happen and get it's, it's kind of completely ignored um as a result of kind of that drama aspect but it doesn't deter enough from some from a lot of the spider-man parts of this like it's it's a fun thing to watch like if you just want to watch it the downside is though it does end on such a dark fucking cliffhanger and at this point i'm like well that that is it for that spider-man and that spider-verse he is done like and then really they indy gets like a down like gets the worst fucking thing See, i too. almost like, don't consider that a negative though because it's so unique it is and, and so devastating of an ending but it, uh yeah, but I have sorry. to say, no, no, I agree with you. It's four thwips out of five. Definitely see this. If you, you don't have to own it and buy it from your local dollar store, but you, you, you at least try it. I think people should try this and see it. And if anything else, it's definitely a fucking time capsule for the early two thousands because Nokia phones are fucking everywhere in this fucking show. Um, I, it's something. You know, if you're a fan of Spider Man, at least check it out. It's fun. If you're a fan yeah. of the Sam Sam Raimi Spider Man in the early two thousand Spider Man movies, like it kind of meets in there. Like there's some criticism that it's not exact, and that's true. But you get that with a you know cartoon tie in. But it's a fun, mature Spider Man, at least. Yeah, there, I, did I think. It. <laughs> I, <laughs> by the way, guys, quarantine tip: Crackle and Tubi are absolutely free. So if you just want some entertainment and you got an internet connection, there you go. Bam, boom. Yeah, Do if, it. You have, if you had to cut Netflix from your budget, or yeah, we here plus because that makes sense. We we all at the junkyard, both TV and video, really appreciate Tubi TV. Definitely give it a shot. It's yeah. got some. Oh, I'm not gonna say it's like highly curated, but it's curated. Oh, it's something. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, something. And if you've been paying attention to the Video Junkyard podcast, like we've been doing t uh, Tubi reviews, and not only that, because now we're gonna go to the we're near the end, we have to advertise because why not? Um. So if you like this podcast and you want to hear other podcasts, like there's another podcast that we do, Video Junkyard Podcast, technically Papa the podcast. original parent of Daddy TV. Podcast. Daddy one. Uh, I'm on it. If that, that deters you, that's completely understandable. Um, I won't blame you. But And I'm if, not on it, which is a positive. That deters me from listening to the podcast, to be honest. Aww. I'm biased. I love you. I love uh, you too, man. Gosh, didn't realize you two were an item. It's guy love. <laughs> there's nothing wrong guy with guy love. love. It's just love between two guys. Okay, can't go too far into the script references. Anyways, advertisement. I mean, we can, because, you know, Dr. Cox is in this show. You know, I like the sound of that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you want to check that out, check that out. Um, 
And same goes with us too. You know, if there's like a show on Tubi even that you want us to review that maybe you've watched, we can watch it together and then we can review it together. By together, I mean we review it and you listen to us review it because it's like, you know, uh, social distancing is my excuse. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're, we're coming near the, to the end of our Spider-Man special month with one more show to go. Uh, roll that sexy bean footage. We appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you listen to this podcast, there's a bit at the end of this pre-recorded that would tell you how to do everything. Uh, leave a comment, like, subscribe, or or just share. Yeah, you could you can check us out on either SoundCloud or Spotify. Um, and of course, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this because, hey, there are millions upon millions of ways you can entertain us or be entertained and you chose to spend it with us. And we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. I've been Ryan Seiskel. And I've been David Andrews. And together, we are the Wonder Twins. Good night. All right, bye. So uh, do I take like the form of water and... Form? Form of a wash rag. Mmm, you turn mm. moldy, washy rag. Uh, Old, I'm, obscure references. Then I'm going to turn into a pigeon, but not like a healthy pigeon. Are pigeons healthy? I'm going to turn into a spider pigeon. <laughs> hey, wasn't that a really fun show? Smart, witty, full of wonderful commentary. And we just never, ever talk about this again. Yeah, I hope we talk about it loads. We just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the TV Junkyard. I like your energy, hombre. What do you say you and I ride go-karts later? I want to go horseback riding! Deal. This show is part of the TV Junkyard podcast family. And if you actually ended up liking what we made here... Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so... That's what she said! <laughs> then I might suggest that you check out our other shows. And the best way to do that is to find and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter at VideoJunkPod and on Instagram at VideoJunkyardPodcast. All one word. Could you not just let me enjoy this moment of not knowing something? I mean, it happens so rarely. I want to take this opportunity to thank you again for listening to our program. And remember, keep surfing those airways because you never know what you might find in the TV Junkyard. And now you can go back to just being you instead of a one-dimensional character with a silly catchphrase. I've lost contact, sir. What? And that concludes our TV Junkyard podcast. Have a good night. <laughs>